Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. Hi, ladies. How's it going? Hey, so good. How are you? Oh, I'm just delightful. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. I have brought you, I have brought you an, a question. <laughs> I would love to know your thoughts on this. I was discussing this with a friend of mine and we've actually like had this kind of ongoing debate about this question for, for quite some time. And it's always had in very good fun. And, and um, I just feel like we have a lot of uh, interesting and spiritual opinions exchanged. So I would be so interested to know how you feel um, about the concept, because this is something I believe to be true, um, but I believe that in some sort of spiritual aspect or before you're incarnated, that you choose your family, you choose your parents. Mm. And so I would like to know how, how you feel about this. And, and if, if all of us just agree, then I'll make sure I bring in some of my friend's arguments because she doesn't think you choose your parents. So uh, I would, yeah, love to, love to hear your thoughts. I do. I 100% do. I tell all my clients, like, um, what better way to teach you a lesson by giving you people who are going to, you have to love, you have to see, and they're going to stretch your ability to expand, to grow compassion, to, um, if they're ignorant, to expand your um, ability to hold space for them. Not that everyone's going to be ignorant, but just as like an example they're you have they're built in <laughs> you have to learn i agree i it, but if you had said to me five years ago i would have been like what are you talking about that's mm -hmm. not a thing but i do and maybe it's just uh it brings me comfort when i feel like i'm messing things up <laughs> with my children i'm like eh, they came to me for a reason <laughs> they picked me <laughs> yeah they're, they're oh. meant to go through this journey with me. And I think too, for my oldest, uh, that was something that was really, really hard for me was his first few years of life were quite traumatic for a little one. And he saw and experienced a lot of things that some people wouldn't in their whole lifetime. And that just was really, really heavy when I started to get into deeper work with like inner child healing and stuff. And it was just like, no, this is, he's he can shoulder this he is meant to I don't think we're meant to go through like horrible things that's not what I mean by it but I do feel like he's the I do I think we're meant to go through horrible things um, I don't like I don't I mean do. like I don't your mean whole life should be horrible but exactly it's where you grow yes yeah. all of your adversity and growth is or growth has come from adversity and without it, we wouldn't have it. I do agree. I think what I mean is when you're a young child that you don't, um, I don't know that my son will ever articulate his toddler years to growth in the future. Yeah. So that he'll be able to link those things together. That's what I mean by that with hard times or like children that um, have illness or that sort of thing that they. I do think child trauma lands differently than, than adult yeah. trauma. Yeah. for sure because it can be processed yeah and I think like if if there's gonna be any time in your life that you literally can't like because I'm all about accountability responsibility I 
like I'm really passionate about very, you know, lovingly calling people out on their cop-outs or their things. But if, if there's going to be any time in your life that you are actually not responsible for things, it's going to be in your childhood. Yeah. And so that's like really just a part of then that shapes you. And then if anything, it, it comes back like later on in your life as something that you can, you know, heal or mend or readdress or, or come back into, or there's going to be different, you know, um, complications created by those experiences. Absolutely. That you can then grow from and learn from at that time. But I think that experiencing them as a child, I do think that that's really like, that's really tough and that that needs to be validated for those people like that that experience like and I think too like kids are so resilient and they are so um like they're just they're just like little people generally speaking they're just good little people and so someone could you know have a kid and go through a an authentically traumatic experience and you tell that kid to buck up and and get over it and you know what they're going to do they're going to buck up and get over it and and then you know again that's going to be something that comes up later in life but like the kid yeah anyways to me that's like that's the yeah. time where they get to you get to look at that and be like yeah that really sucked and I'm really sorry about that yeah, absolutely. Oh, everything. Even as an adult, if it sucks, it sucks. And like, yeah, you have, there's always a great deal of compassion and holding space for people. And although like when you think about kids, they, of course, their brains processing it, but their present moment, like their fairly present moment. And a lot of it is coming in up to, I believe, the age of seven ish. A lot of it is coming in in a dreamlike state. They're downloading and um, maybe not consciously storing the memories but the subconscious is and then even their cellular memory so if you look at um three generations ago or two generations ago those people are still pretty war impacted and their cells have memories so even if they weren't war their parents were in the war times their babies still have that cellular memory and then there's us and we're like we get to do whatever we want war doesn't exist we're like you know we're free and easy we don't we have lost a lot of that damage done to our cells and our DNA over the course of time. So whatever's happening to that baby will yeah. happen to their baby. You know, like that, that memory will still be within that DNA, still be in that cell. And so we could go into like wombs at this point too, but also too, just like because of the war example, parts of those are carried on without us even realizing at all. So like I look at people that come from the, I deal with a lot of people that have generational farming and farming was really tough for generations, finances wise for a lot of people. And that money story is carried down through each generation with people. It doesn't look the same. My family. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was like when I was really getting into these types of work that was really bothersome my kid for the first seven years his most formative years for him to have for me not to be aware of all of the things that were going to affect him for the rest of his life I had to come to a place of peace of like that's his journey he chose Mm -hmm. us as his parents this is how it worked out. There will be good that comes from this. It doesn't have to be all bad, but like there was like a six month period where I cried my eyes out on a regular because I screwed up my child because I was learning so much about what is all formed in those first. Did it make you did like, this is, I'm curious because 
with this work, I have found myself questioning, do I really want to go this deep? Because it almost makes you want to put the brakes on and go into uh, a sleep mode. Yeah. If I don't see it, it doesn't impact me because the grief that I dealt with too about the stuff, the trauma that happened to my son when he was young, um, it's it still, I can still feel that. And it's like, would it be just easier to close my eyes and go to sleep? Nope. In some ways, but also like this was like six years ago for me now. So I feel a lot differently than I did in the first couple of years, but really... I can just support him in such different ways because I've gone that deep. Do you see uh, any behaviors that you could potentially link to that subconscious memory stored? Yeah, there's definitely been a couple. I do too. It's interesting how they protect themselves from this happening again. Yeah. So it's interesting for us in what we do that we can like witness that. And then hold space, I think, for them in a different way, which is part of the journey as well. Because if he had been born into a different family that didn't have parents Fuck like up. that are <laughs> yeah. like this, right? That were like, oh, we're in the thick of this with you. That would be a different, um, just a different, such a different journey. The thing that comes through, and this is a little bit dark, so apologies to anybody, but I had uh, my ex committed suicide. And so he came through years later in a really crazy, weird way through somebody else that reached out to me who I didn't know. And I wasn't a full believer in that at the time. And so like, I was still kind of like on the fence of it. And so there's like things being shared with me that were gruesome, horrible things that I didn't want to really relive. And I was like, what is the purpose of this? Why are you doing this? And she was like, you have to, he wants you to believe that it's really him, like sharing just horrible things that happen in our relationship. And I was like, you can share good things. I don't understand why you feel the need to do this. But it was like, he just wanted me to see that the, some of the chains needed to be ended. Some of the cycles needed to be ended. And that was the only way he could see it. And because of where I was now in my life and knowing that there were all these cycles that were happening there's cycles in everybody's generational lines that all of these things were happening. It was like, okay, this is an ending of this. This is how he saw the way to end it. I saw it as like, I'm going to learn everything I can, but he saw it as that's the way he needed to end the cycle in that way. Mm -hmm. And I think I have to look at it as my son came into that for a reason. He chose that situation. To end the cycle. Yeah. 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 So that's my belief, but. I had an interesting download like about cycle breaking because I had a lot of fear uh have even truly because it kind of comes back up but um but then I, I, I can at least resource this which is really helpful but um so my my mom and I struggle a little bit with our relationship right now like currently growing up, we didn't like my mom was like the best mom you could ever have in your whole life. It was when I became an adult that things started to get like a little bit more challenging. And what I kind of relate this to is, is that she and her mom had a really, really bad relationship um, growing up. And something that I've noticed is that when my mom, um, my, when my mom fears being her mom, 
she will like make certain choices or do certain things. And so that she's not going to be like her mom because her mom was, was like, she was really abusive and not like a whole fleet of other things, but she was very abusive and very controlling. And um, so my mom is like determined not to be her mom. She does not want to impose those kind of controlling, overbearing behaviors onto me. Now, the irony with that is that when I feel um, upset with my mom, it's usually because I feel like she's left me. Like I usually feel like she's like kind of dropped me or abandoned me or like is leaving me hanging in something instead of uh, like when I, when I want her there, I feel like she's not there. And this is her trying to not be overbearing and not be controlling, not be too involved and to like, let me do my thing and be independent, which I appreciate. But so it's interesting. So then of course, I'm just, you know, going to go into having kids and I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, um, how can I, how can I break this weird trend where we're, you know, constantly trying to be better than our parents, which is a good thing because it's evolution and that's what we're supposed to do. Um, but without imposing certain things onto my kids. And so what, what came to me in like, in a, in a meditation was, was basically that, um, your mom is not her mom and you are not her. She raised you like you were her and she was her mom and she was trying to like, you know, fix or change all those things about her mom as her, the mom. She's, so if you, when you have kids, you understand that you are not your mother and your son or daughter is not you and you parent them as they are them and you parent as you are you, then you will break that cycle. And basically it's kind of going with that. Um, the takeaway I got from what was don't parent from the injuries of your parents. Like, so whatever you were injured by as a child of your parents, don't use that to parent. I think there's wisdom and things you can take away. Like, obviously my mom, you know, was really passionate about not abusing her children and, and not manipulating and not harming them. And I think that obviously that's like really good takeaways. I think you can take stuff away from your parents and, and things that they did that maybe preferred or didn't prefer. But I think it's that when we parent from harm, um, or fear that that's when it shows up and it basically recycles that chain and it might not look exactly the same. Like for me instance, for me and my mom, that doesn't look anything near the same as her and her mom, but yet there's still a discomfort. There's still like, there's still not an ease that we maybe could have. So that was something that I kind of, um, I have been working on processing and digesting and then eventually integrating because like right now, um, my kid and like he doesn't I don't know he's six months old I <laughs> at this point it's just a matter of making sure he's fed and sleeps and stuff but have you read conscious parenting Dr. Shafali? no mm, you will like it you will like it a lot it's essentially like the whole the concept of what you were just sharing of like not sharing from the hurt not parenting from what you lacked mm -hmm. as a child and just being super conscious of how you are parenting, where it's coming from. Why are you reacting this way to your children? Like, obviously, at six months, it's a totally different ballgame than when he's 10 years old and talking back to you. Or even three. Like, I yeah. just, yeah, I feel like right now is like, I think you'll like it. it's not the quite. evolution of consciousness of parents that are in my circle is just like phenomenal compared to like where I was when I was raising my kids I had no level of consciousness it was 
Me either. Basically, like that, yeah, be quiet, sit in a corner, do you know, like how don't be loud, you know, stay yeah. as small as you can. And now I, I just see the uh, impact that that's had. And um, yeah, it's great. This conscious parenting is pretty huge. Cool. I had another thought too, and I, I would love to know your guys's opinion on this. And, and again, it's just, it's just a theory and it's because I am, I am digesting um, so much by being a parent and I'm really struggling or have been lately with, uh, with just the overwhelming, like the gravity that comes with being a parent. Like, cause it is, it's, it's me sitting here going, I, I think of every, uh, I have, I actually spent a really, it was a really bad week, one week where I just felt completely debilitated as a parent because I felt like everything I was doing was wrong. Like there was not one decision, like either I was spending too much time with him or not enough time with him, or I was, I should have let him cry a little bit more because maybe he needs that independent skill. And then no, I let him cry too much. And now he's traumatized. And like, I just couldn't do anything. I was so frozen in just every decision being wrong. And I had to like kind of sit and make peace with the fact that I'm just like, kind of like Jen said, like he chose us and it's, and that's okay. And it is what it is. And I can only be what I can be. And I have limitations and, um, and I'm just going to do the best I can. And as long as I promise to do the best I can, then that is the best I can do. And it will not be enough and be okay with the fact that it's not going to be enough. And so, um, it is enough. (laughs) Hold hold it right there. Hold the brakes. It nope. isn't just as I am. You, you can't even convince as I'm me doing. of that, but it's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> I, the consciousness comes into being present, right? Instead of being like, what if, and what was, what's happening right now? So that's like a big, huge step in the consciousness of parenting. So something I, I thought of through this too, which, which was, um, I don't know, mildly comforting, but I also was like looking at it thematically just in my friendships and conversations that I've been having lately is what if the 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 relationship of parent child so if we if we do uh, like subscribe to the belief that we choose our family we choose our parents um that okay our parents are supposed to nourish and grow and support our avatar like our flesh our person but our kids are actually supposed to be the teachers so it's actually kind of like um it's not like, yeah, sure. They raised you and they have more quote unquote life experience, but that's even like sort of arguable. It's just different life experience and maybe, yeah, a couple more years on the planet, but we get into a whole like time linear construct conversation here too. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a thought I had that maybe that's just our job. The, the parent's job is to keep the little person alive and okay and fed and with shelter and loved and all that stuff but the little person actually ends up being the teacher to to the big person and you just wait till that little sweet boy you have in your lap (laughs) they will teach you things every day but it's not even a wait there's no wait like it's already happening but the part of me that's like again was in this like debilitated state is going I don't want to impose that on him like I don't want him to have to carry the weight of my like learning and so that's why this realization of like well maybe that's just the way it is was a little bit like of a okay then you know it's it's not an imposition it's just it's just the way that's just the system like that's just the way it works yeah that's his side of the contract. He signed that by coming into the world. Yeah, like that's that's a thought, right? Is yeah. that maybe that's the agreement? 
Mm-hmm. So, okay. I had another thought just because I want to make sure that the other side of this argument is brought right. up. I for was the people. Gonna, yeah. I was like, what is this other side? Tell so the, <laughs> Cause there's, there are obviously people that are like, no, there is no way that I chose that family, that father, that mother, especially when there's like abuse or there's okay. situations that are like really, really horrible. Um, and so the, just, I just want to like, uh, a okay so obviously the three of us agree so this might be a really good podcast for us to circle back to and get some comments or feedback if someone disagrees please message us because we could have um, like a much more constructive um or more maybe more um i shouldn't say constructive but maybe a slightly more dynamic episode because we'll have some countering opinions and we can discuss some of these questions but um this is what my friend and I discussed was she said, well, no, I never would have picked this. I never would have chose this. And so my, um, and she had like really, really challenging childhood, uh, to say the least. And so my kind of, my response to her was, I said, but you're, but you're considering this from the angle that, um, like I said, the soul isn't pleasure seeking. The soul is wisdom seeking. And so the soul is looking for various experiences and wisdoms and depth. It's, and it's, it's human nature to want to experience good things. So if we take off the good bad um, and you like see this whole situation as neutral, which obviously is incredibly difficult to do, um, then that's kind of how that can show up, I guess, as the, as the soul making that choice to be in contract uh, and, and making like a really, really quite a bold decision to be in a contract that's really intimidating. And um, like, there's a lot of gravity and weight and depth to that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I basically just, cause I just think she is an amazing person. And um, to me, I think she is that amazing because of her experiences. Yeah. And so anyways, but that's just, again, again one ar- argument, but it would be really great to get some. Um, so please message us and uh and put in your debate because we would like to i'd love to like dig into this in a in a you know just get more into it i suppose yeah yeah. any final thoughts it's uh i just had a thought when you said it's our human nature to want the good things it is our human nature so if i believe that i'm a soul reincarnate my soul doesn't have that nature. So my soul didn't choose my life based on that nature. Um, that was just like what came across to me. Uh, uh, if you've never read The Course in Miracles, read The Course in Miracles. It'll, it'll pop up all the time for you in this way. Um, we, we form perceptions based on our human brain of suffering. Human ego likes to suffer. And so it's constantly chasing the good and running from the bad. And that's a, a full-time state of suffering. So yeah. we would... Yeah, if you, um, it doesn't sound like your friend is in the what we would call the traditional ego sense, but that's um, like that's that that thinking is I would never have chose this pain, but if the soul sees pain as growth, it's different. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna get a ton of hate mail for that. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I, I I I I empathize with the pain and I see it and I, I feel it and that's like I could never even imagine what anyone's going through, but I do see the good that comes out of it in the macro picture instead of the micro. Mm-hmm. Don't 
<laughs> Please don't uh, bomb threat me. <laughs> <laughs> no, just send us nice, constructively mm-hmm. well-written email about your disagreeing. That would exactly. I would, I would love to. Read I would, that. We don't. I would love emails. it too. Yeah, I I oh. love that different side of the coin, and um, it probably would feel and sound different coming directly from her too. No, she, she's like, we've had so like this, the conversation she and I have had have been very, very good. Like they've been really deep and really like, so she doesn't just sit there and say, well, this, and it's it, like, I don't know, she's a pretty deep person. And so it's yeah. always been really interesting. I wonder if she'd ever be interested in coming on with us. To talk ah, about that's that. a great idea. Yeah. Then we'd have that count. I will ask her if she will. Okay. Let's yeah. That would be great. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. We appreciate your listenership. Please click to subscribe. And if you don't mind leaving us a positive review, that would be so cool because it would help other people to find us. Um, We welcome emails as we have elaborately stated in this episode. Input, (laughs) comments. So please email us spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. I don't get enough email. Please send me an email. And you can find (laughs) us on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Podcast. Peace in. Peace out.